Let's get it. Welcome to the Hampton Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hampton, and we have so very much to get into today as we are just one day away from tip-off of this year's NBA Finals. We're going to talk about LaMelo possibly getting another star teammate in this year's NBA draft. We're also going to touch on three early trade targets for the Boston Celtics as they just got eliminated in the conference finals. But first, I want to go back to yesterday and rehash a little bit more of that brain-shattering news out of the Golden State Warriors, and that is Bob Myers leaving. Everybody knows by now, two-time executive of the year, on and on and on, drafted Draymond Green, kept Steph Curry and that core together. Um, But my question is, how does this affect the team? I kind of hit yesterday what he had done, obviously the four championships, but I want to hit on how does this affect this current team? Because Bob Myers' replacement is going to have a ton of, of stuff to do, nearly half a billion dollars, $500 million in uh, salary and, I believe, uh, luxury tax combined. So payroll and luxury tax combined, that combines up to $500 million. Green also has a player option. you got to figure out what you're going to do there. And Draymond and Jordan Poole, two guys that got in a fight uh, at the beginning of this season, are still on the same roster. What do you do with JP3 after signing him to that extension that kicks in this summer after he looked like that in these playoffs. What are you going to do with JP? Obviously, Clay Thompson entering the last year of his deal as well. How are you going to reconstruct that? Are you going to keep him? Are you not going to? All of those factors outside on top of Bob Myers leaving is why I think the dynasty's over. It's not me hating. It's 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 just a simple fact of there is so many moving parts in this. I don't think you can replace it. Steph Curry is a Hall of Famer. He's an immortal basketball player, and he is still uh, at the peak of powers in this league, and I think he's going to be amazing for the next two, three, four, five years. I have just seen a team already where Steph is an MVP caliber player, i.e. 2020-2021, the season that no one wants to talk about. They get knocked out in the play-in. You're going to have to have a team around Steph Curry. As great as Steph is... You cannot win a fifth championship with all these question marks still on your roster, especially with the new CBA law of them not being able to get, um, I believe it was a mid-level exception that's going to be robbed from them because they're in the luxury tax. Money's getting tighter, and Golden State has a ton of decisions to make. Let's get chat up on screen so I can interact with you guys, but yeah. Let me know in chat, has Steph Curry won his last championship? Unfortunately, I think he has. I think he still is one of the greatest players in this league for sure, but he's got a long way to go before he can win another title, in my opinion. Not personally, but just in everything that goes on with that organization. Uh, we are just one day away from tip-off of the NBA Finals. I can't wait to cover that in depth tomorrow, so y'all be sure to tune in tomorrow, 5.30 Central Time, to get the official finals preview from me and how I think game one shakes out. I got shot up on screen. Good to see you guys here. Uh, Walter, JW Clips, Elijah, uh, it's so good to see you all in here. Uh, let me take care of this real quick before I get right back into it. L-Dog, GC, Pool Party, AJ Frazier, good to see you guys in here. 
All right, another thing I wanted to talk about today is the Knicks. This is more front office news. Yes, I know front office news is boring, but this is a major one, uh, especially in a, another big market team for the New York Knicks. This is a team coming off their first playoff series win since 2013, and now they're letting their GM walk. Their GM's name was Scott Perry, and on Tuesday it was reported that the Knicks would be parting ways with him since he's on an expiring contract. He... Scott Perry had been with the Knicks basically since the 2017 and 2018 season. And if you're really looking back, that's five years. And every summer, I feel like I looked at the Knicks and like, this is the year they're going to get a big name. This is the year they're going to get a big name. And it just never happened. Yes, they gave Jalen Brunson $100 million plus last offseason. But I was talking about the Donovan Mitchells of the world, KD when he was available. The Knicks thought they had a shot at him, and it just never happened. So you could say that had something to do with it for New York, but... You know, who knows? I think they just want to move a different direction. He was one of the minds, Scott Perry was one of the minds behind trading big man Chris Stapps Porzingis to Dallas in 2019. Um, and, and now as you enter this offseason, the guy that's replacing Scott Perry has to make a decision on Evan Fournier and Derrick Rose. Uh, I, I believe Clutch Points, they were told that they do want to keep Derrick Rose. They just want to get him on a more team-friendly contract. Evan Fournier, I think they're ready to move on from. Who's set to make $19 million? I, I'd be ready to move on from Evan Fournier, especially if Tom Thibodeau is still my coach, right? Because Evan uh, did not see a whole lot of PT in the playoffs and even in the regular season as well. Let's go to uh, chat real quick, see what you guys are saying. Uh, JW Clips, appreciate you, man. GC, go Grizz as well. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream right now as we are on the way to 250K. Good to see you guys in here as well. Um, let's keep it going, though. Uh, Isaiah Cud, good to see you. This is I saw your DMs about uh, the Knicks today, Isaiah. He said, is it possible that you see Jalen Brown, Jalen Brunson teaming up in New York next year? It's possible, for sure. All signs right now with Jalen Brown point to him re-signing with Boston. Um, I know that Trailblazers fans, Hawks fans, Knicks fans do not want to hear that, but that is what all signs are pointing to, according to ESPN and Brian Winhorst, who has been talking to both sides. But Jalen Brown going to New York, it makes sense on paper. Um, you, you could replace R.J. Barrett with Jalen Brown, and then you have a lineup with Julius, Jalen, Mitchell Robinson, all, uh, Josh Hart. I think it would work, and that, that's a championship-caliber team. I don't think it's good enough to win, but it's definitely a championship contender for sure. Uh, let's see here. That's pretty much all I have to say about the Knicks. Uh, as far as a Bob Myers, Knicks fans asking about could they go out and get Bob Myers since he's now gone from the Warriors? It's not likely because the reason that Myers left was because he wants to spend time with family. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Myers took a year off um, j just to spend time uh, with his fam, to be honest. And it, how would that look if he's telling Golden State, yeah, I just like, want some time to myself. Like It's not anything. It's nothing personal. It's not that I want to make a decision on Klay Thompson. It's not that I don't want to make a decision on Draymond Green and figure out the mess that is Golden State right now. I just want to spend time with my family, and then a week later he, he signs with the Knicks. I don't think it would be a good look for Bobby Boy. Let's get into the three early trade targets for the Boston Celtics. As I said, they just got eliminated uh, on Monday, and now it's time to look at who they could possibly get. Speaking of the Warriors, I think Draymond Green uh, you can keep an eye out for in Boston. Boston has their, their biggest fear or their biggest um, problem is not talent. 
it's inconsistency. With Draymond Green, no matter what team he's on, I think no team is going to come out flat in the biggest moments with Draymond Green on your team. I would like the Draymond fit in Boston. I don't know how plausible it is. I think he re-signs with Golden State, but it's an early trade target. It's an early list. They just got eliminated on Monday. Another one is the obvious one, right? Damian Lillard. You move off of Jalen Brown that you don't want to pay that $295 million Supermax extension to JB, and you trade him in exchange for 33-year-old Damian Lillard to pair up next to Jason Tatum. Uh, that is the most obvious trade target. But speaking of the Blazers, if you don't want a 33-year-old Damian Lillard, you could go and get that uh, third pick and possibly land Scoot Henderson next to Jason Tatum. Now, that wouldn't be an instant finals contender, but down the road, Jason Tatum is still extremely young. With Scoot Henderson approaching his prime three to four years from now, it could be interesting. I would much rather get a Dame now, and I think the fit makes sense, and Dame is not a question mark at all, and Scoot, I'm not saying he is that, but you never know with these uh, top draft picks. So I would, uh, my, my three early trade targets for the Celtics, and I saw this on Clutch Points, is Draymond Green, Damian Lillard, and the number three overall pick. UPF, appreciate the sub, my man, really appreciate it. Uh, what's good, Six, good to see you in here. Isaiah Cud said, I got the Nuggets in six, and good to see you, my guy. Can't wait to see you on the show next week. Same here, bro. Uh, let's see. I hear in the grapevine that we're looking to shop Julius, but that's going to be really difficult to sell other teams on taking Julius Randle. Isaiah, bro, I absolutely agree with you, dog. Julius Randle is something you need to move off of because I think if you learned anything from this season, I think the Knicks had a successful season, in my opinion. But if you learned anything – it's that Julius Randle is not the second option on a championship team. I think at everybody at their peak of powers, Julius cannot be uh, your second best player if you want to win a title. That's what I have to say on the Knicks. Uh, another topic I want to get into is there's two teams that have now came out that are very interested in Fred Van Fleet. Obviously, I think half the league's probably interested in Fred, but the two teams that have been reported or the Philadelphia 76ers, because James Harden may go to Houston. They want to replace him with Fred Van Fleet. That's what came out on the Philly side. And that second team is the L.A. Lakers. The Lakers want to have a sign-and-trade with D'Angelo Russell and Fred Van Fleet. They want to get it done with the Toronto Raptors. And the details of that is... Um, comes from the Athletic, and they say landing Kyrie Irving for Russell is shaping out to be a pipe dream, especially with Dallas unlikely to help Los Angeles out. Fred Van Fleet, a clutch client, looms as a possibility, but adding him would require Toronto to agree to terms with D'Angelo Russell or take on Beasley and Mo Bamba contracts. So the options for the L.A. Lakers, their number one priority, at least LeBron, is getting Ky Kyrie Irving, but... It takes two teams to tango, right, especially in a sign-and-trade, and that's unlikely to happen, Dallas to be happy for the returns that they get on Kyrie because the Mavericks are a team that want uh, to re-sign Kyrie Irving. That's unlikely to happen, so now L.A. is shifting their focus to Toronto in a sign-and-trade there. And Toronto has to be happy with getting Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba in return or getting D'Angelo Russell in return. That is the bridge L.A. has to cross there, but they are very interested in Fred, and they made it public today. Something really interesting. If I'm if I'm the Lakers, I went on a tangent about the, this yesterday. I like Fred more than I like Kyrie Irving. Uh, it's nothing against Kyrie. I just think the last 
one, three teams he's been on, he has made them worse. Obviously, Kyrie Irving's a Hall of Famer, uh, best ball handler in the league. He's showtime. Um, you show up to arena to watch Kyrie Irving. But Boston Celtics, Jason Tatum's rookie year, Kyrie goes down in the playoffs. They they take LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers to Game 7 in the Eastern Conference Finals without Kyrie. He moves on to Brooklyn. He is not on the court very much, and when he is, they can't even get to a conference final. You look at Dallas. This was a top six seed in this year's Western Conference playoffs when they made a trade for Kyrie. They make the trade. They not only fall out of the playoff, they fall out of the play-in, and they become a lottery team. So I think Fred Van Fleet, his availability is not in question because Kyrie, the reason he played so many games ending last season was because he knows he's going to be a free agent. He knows he's going to be able to get a bag if he shows up every day. I think once Kyrie gets that check, he may not be as available as he was uh, in March and April of this year. So I think Fred Van Fleet's going to be available for you. Uh, and also, I, th- I like the fit next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis. question is, does Toronto like the fit they get in return for sure? Let's see what uh, chat is getting into. Uh, Kyrie got a team up with Brunson. Honestly, I don't like that too much. Just two ball handlers doesn't make too much sense, especially on the defensive end. Um, Queso said, do you think super teams are still a thing? Queso, that's a great question. A few years ago, I mean, you're looking at the Brooklyn Nets, all these other teams uh, teaming up. Dre, 2K Clips, what's good, my guy? Good to see you in here. All these other teams, like, pairing up with players and a bunch of shit like that. Now you're starting to see... Uh, two guys, two superstars on a team. I think super teams, if anything has been proven in these playoffs especially, it takes chemistry and years of building to get there. Denver has their playoff scars, and we know the Miami Heat have those as well. I think thrown teams together like the Phoenix Suns, throwing that together at the trade deadline does not work. Same with the Dallas Mavericks who didn't even make it. And then also... The L.A. Lakers were the closest thing to that, but how close were they getting swept in the conference finals? So I think super teams are a thing of the past, to be honest. Um, And I think you're going to start to see a crank back of the clock uh, type thing and going to the playoffs together, getting scars, losing, learning how to win, and then after three to four years of getting bounced, you finally climb that mountain like the Milwaukee Bucks did, like I think uh, the Denver Nuggets are about to do, or same with the Miami Heat. That's how I feel about super teams. Um, Noah said, what are your thoughts on Heat versus Nuggets? I covered it yesterday. I'll talk more specifically about game one tomorrow as we lead up to tip-off. Uh, on tomorrow's live stream, but like series as a whole, chat, make sure to drop your predictions because I want to know what you guys think of it. But I envision this being over in six games in favor of the Denver Nuggets. I think Jimmy, Gabe Vincent, and all the undrafted guys are good enough to get you two games. Denver just looks too damn good right now. And what's underrated about the Denver Nuggets is their advantage at home. Not because their fans are crazy, which they are, but the altitude. I mean, that city is called the Mile High for a reason. Um, I was listening to um, one of my buddies, Devin Walker, who does social media for the Memphis Grizzlies here in town. He was saying that 
when he went on the trip to Denver in the regular season, obviously Ja got caught with a gun there, but when he was on that trip as a member of the social media team, just walking up the stairs, he felt different. Just walking around the block, his shortness of breath was there. So much less, it, there, there's no accident why Miami flew from Boston straight to Denver on Monday night to get used to that altitude, but three days you cannot get used to it. And I think their home uh, court advantage is something to be said for sure. Um, who else missed the 2016 Warriors? Yeah, the 2016 Warriors were different, 73-9. and nine. I missed that season as a whole. LeBron down 3-1. I'm not a LeBron fan, but that's one of the greatest comebacks in the history of sports. Uh, I believe that was Kobe's last season in 2016. That season was just an all-around W uh, for sure. 2016 Warrior, Warriors versus the 96 Bulls. 2016 Warriors, if they would have had KD, I, I would lean towards Golden State. I think the 2017 Warriors could have beat the 96 Bulls, but I'm taking the 96 Bulls because they actually won the championship in the year that they did it. Uh, Dre 2K Clips said super teams are definitely over, but they have been formed properly. Uh, yeah, I think they're definitely over, and it's not about like even how they're formed. I think it's the length of time that they give. Like, Look at James Harden and Joel Embiid. Like, that was made at the trade deadline like a year and a half ago, and now they're already about to split up. There's no patience in this league anymore, and that's a big problem. Uh, Josh said, me and my friend just sub. Appreciate the sub so much, Josh. It means more than you know. Dre said, what do you think about Terry Rozier going to the Miami Heat? I wanted them to do that before the trade deadline, but I'm not sure if that's a player they're looking for. Uh, Terry Rozier, I like. If you can't pay Gabe Vincent, I think Terry Rozier is a good alternative to him. I think Scary Terry, I, I just question his ability to win. He's been in Charlotte for so long, and yes, he can put up crazy-ass numbers, but I just don't know if that converts to wins. And looking at Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra, I think they want to keep this roster as similar as it is, especially with this run. And I, I don't think... Miami's going to be looking for a guy like Terry Rozier. I think you're right there, Dre. Um, let's see. Yannis says, you think Kyrie getting traded? I think Kyrie's up out of Dallas. I keep getting the question about where's Kyrie going to go? Where's Kyrie going to go? He's one of the most unpredictable superstars, but the one prediction I will make about Kai is he's not going to stay in Dallas. There's a 0% chance he's going to stay in Dallas next to Luka Doncic. And I think it's best best for both parties. I don't know why Mark Cuban traded for him. I don't know why Mark Cuban wants to re-sign him. I, I just don't understand it at all. Farrell Trout asks, what chances do you have uh, Portland getting Brown or Siakam? One of the other I think will happen. Either Jalen Brown or either Pascal Siakam. One of those two will happen, I believe. Um, which one am I in favor of? With all the news I'm hearing from Jalen, I think the Pascal Siakam one's a little bit more realistic right now. Um, and I, I will hit on the Trailblazers a little bit later, uh, more in depth. Happy birthday, Finals. Good to see you in here, my guy. Let's see. What's one team you think should sign Miles Bridges? Honestly, this sounds like obvious and lame, but the Hornets sh should get him again. It was LaMelo's best friend, and when they were on the court together, they were a play-in team at least, and then if you add a Brandon Miller to that, you could be a playoff team if you're the Charlotte Hornets next year. I think they should give Miles Bridges another chance uh, as soon as his suspension's up, which I think it is up. Correct me if I'm wrong. 
right, let's get back to... All right, I, I did cover the Lakers wanting Fred Van Fleet. Uh, Philly wants him as well. Let's get to the Portland Trailblazers as promised. Uh, there is a report that came out of Portland here recently, and it said uh, it was from the Trailblazers writer Sean Hyken. He shared that the Blazers would likely work with Damian Lillard on a trade if he were to request one. However, Dame has not requested one, and they the plan for the franchise right now is to still build out around Damian Lillard. Not It's news, but it's not news. So the franchise is still operating like Dame's going to be on the team next year. Um, it, it's just really questionable because I, I did see a report come across my phone that Dame went and saw the Thompson twins work out the other day, and I don't know what the hell sense that makes because nobody reported this. This isn't from any type of source. Dame has said the words have came from Dame's mouth saying, I do not want any more players whose peak is three to four years from now. I want players that will help me win right now. He said that, not me, not any sources. So why the hell are they going to look at the Thompson Twins? That doesn't make any sense. I love the Thompson Twins. They're going to be great players in this league. But if I'm building around Damian Lillard, why am I bringing him to a draft workout? And we know good and damn well, if, we have, if we're going to keep Dame, we have to trade that number three overall pick. That is my two cents on that. And honestly, I think that was a leverage play of the Trailblazers saying that uh, Damian Lillard is going to watch the Thompson Twins work out because everyone in the league knows right now they want to get rid of that pick. And if I know you want to get rid of something, I'm probably not going to offer you too much to get rid of it because I know you got to get rid of it. So why? I think that whole thing was a leverage play in my opinion. All right. Next thing on the list is the Detroit Pistons are back in the news. I I talked about this a little bit last week. Y'all don't uh, judge my Uggs, by the way. I just got the house shoes on, but it is what it is. The Detroit Pistons are preparing to offer Monty Williams $10 million to become the next head coach of the squad. Now, I was, like, confused as hell at first because there was a report last week that came from Mark Stein saying that Williams had already turned down a contract from the Pistons. The difference between that report last week and this report is this is a whole different offer. Monty Williams did not turn down this $10 million offer. Um, Shams Sharania came out and said yesterday, the Pistons are preparing to offer Williams in the range of $10 million per year, which would put him among the league's highest paid coaches. Detroit has been hopeful over the past several weeks that Williams would consider accepting the job, sources added. This brand new offer, I think Monty is pondering over. We'll see if he accepts it or not. If he decides to decline it, though, uh, Detroit's looking into Bucks assistant Charles Lee, overtime elite coach Kevin Ollie, and New Orleans Pelicans assistant Jaron Collins. So if they don't get Monty Williams, there's really not much there. You're going to talk about two assistant coaches and then an overtime elite coach. Who knows? Uh, assistant coaches have panned out to be good, i.e. Taylor Jenkins, Darvin Ham. All the, uh, I mean, everyone's was an assistant at one point in this league. But as far as like big names go for up in Detroit, the only one that's really in the mix that has a recognizable name is Monty Williams, which is probably why they're throwing the bag at him. Just a piece of news for you there. Uh, Noah said, "Who do you think will dominate next season? Teams and players? As far as teams, I think the Denver Nuggets is the most obvious answer." Um, Milwaukee Bucks will have something to say about it. I don't know if they dominate. 
Uh, as far as an MVP goes, I think that's going to be up in question. Will Jokic win a third one in a row? I think Jokic will dominate the league. Kevin Durant, if he stays healthy. Devin Booker, we saw what he did in the playoffs. Luka Doncic is always going to be there, but I'm going to throw in the guy above me. I think John Morant will be back from his suspension, depending on how many games it is, and he'll be ready to dominate the league if he can stay out of the news cycle. Ja, it's really me versus me with him. I can envision him going for an All-NBA berth if he doesn't miss it because of games missed due to suspension, but I think John Morant will be back dominating the league, keeping the main thing the main thing next year. That's my hope. I don't know if he'll actually do it. Uh, Frankie asks, you think the 76ers going to rebuild? No, I think they're going to squeeze as much as they can out of Joel Embiid right now. Uh, and they know they know about rebuilding, how hard it is to get about that. NBA Quick Takes, appreciate that so much. Uh, Chaco Flacco, good to see you in here. Familiar face. He said, what's up, Hampton? Do you think if the Miami Heat win the championship this year, will it be their f- best one in franchise history? I was a massive Heat fan when I was a kid. One was because of Dwayne Wade. I remember, like, the first, like, video game I played was, like, I'm going to show my age here, but, like, NBA Live 06, it had, like, Shaquille O'Neal on the cover, and I just loved, like, as, like, a like five-year-old kid running alley-oops with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal. That is a first championship that comes to mind. I believe it was a franchise's first. And then if you look at the big three, I don't think having LeBron James uh, – Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade on the same team. I don't think either one of those are the best. So I think you're looking at, it. will this championship be better than the 2006 uh, chip with a young D-Wade and age Shaquille O'Neal? I think the answer is absolutely. This would be the first eight seed to ever win an NBA title. So yes, this would be the f- best one in franchise history and possibly the most shocking NBA champion in the history of the NBA. So, yes, uh, to answer your question, yes, bro. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Pickle said, if John Morant can just take a break from social media and focus on the game, he can win an MVP and maybe even a title. I completely agree, Pickles. And he had scared everyone last week. because bro, Like, everyone thought he was going to off himself when he posted love notes to his, like, um, to his mother, his father, his daughter, and then just said bye Literally, everyone thought like it was a suicide note or, or something like that, but he said he was getting off social media. And then I'm on Twitter this weekend, and I'm getting constant like stuff in my feed about who Ja is following and unfollowing. He unfollowed like 200 people, so obviously bro's not off social media. He's got to get off it, bro. I, I don't even know what to say at this point. Dre2K Clip said, I really want to see Austin Reeves go to the Spurs and team up with Wimby. Interesting. I love AR-15 on the Spurs. I think that'd be uh, dope to round Wimby with some shooting. He, he's he's a good culture guy as well. He, he could be a good young vet to uh, Victor Webbanyama. Yeah, I don't oppose that at all, Dre. E.T. E. Curry 2K said, hey, what's up, Hampton? Do you think that the Heat stand a chance of uh, taking the finals? Yes, I think they do stand a chance. I think it's going to be a six-game series. Uh, the running joke is, you, you know, Denver's going to sweep. It's going to be a quick series. Look, I, I, my dad keeps asking me who I think is going to win. At the end of the day, I have no idea because I didn't think Miami was going <laughs> to run over Milwaukee and beat Boston. I don't think they really have a good, good chance against Denver, but you know they've proved me wrong the entire playoffs. They've proved everyone wrong. Anthony, appreciate the sub, man. 
Angel said, do you think the Lakers will get rid of Austin Reeves? I don't think it's a matter of getting rid of him. I don't know if they can afford him. He's going to be expecting a bag, especially with the way he played in the playoffs. Um, to be honest, I would think they do everything they can to retain him if they get outbitted or Austin Reeves just wants to leave for some reason. He will. I think it's a 50-50 shot, but I think Rob Palenka does everything he can to keep him. Speedy said, how many games do you think Braun and Bronny will play if they play together? If they play together, I think it'll be LeBron's final year. If they play together. If Bronny is good enough in college to get drafted next season, I could see it going two to three years maybe, but if Bronny has to stay stay uh, in college for two years, I envision that being LeBron's last year uh, when that happens. Uh, Hampton, who deserves Western Conference MVP, Jokic or Murray? I'm giving it to, I'm giving it to Jokic. I know how great Jamal Murray was in that series, but Jokic just otherworldly. Uh, Queso said, "Ja really trying to make us feel bad for him." Yeah, that I run into that problem with Ja every single day. Y'all make sure to leave a like on stream, and let's get back into the news. I did tease Lamelo. That was the first teaser I had to open up this pod. That's because he may have a new star teammate. This week, Alabama star Brandon Miller wants to be, like, he came out and said he wanted to be the number two overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft. Per ESPN's Jonathan Javoni, Miller's camp is hoping to convince the Hornets to give him assurances that they will take him with their top pick after he visited Charlotte. So, everyone out of Brandon Miller's camps wants to go number two, and from a Hornets perspective, it makes the most sense. You already have LaMelo Ball. Why are, Why would you draft Scoot Henderson? So, really, it comes down to, do you like one of the Thompson twins more than Brandon Miller? Me, personally, um, I like Brandon Miller on the floor. We all know what he has going off the floor, but on the floor, I think Brandon Miller's a star in this league. Um... Javoni also noted that he sat down with 12 teams at the draft combine in Chicago, but arrived holding a legal brief written statement by his attorneys informing teams that he would not be able to comment on specific details regarding his involvement in the lead up to the fatal shooting of Jamia Harris. It's the biggest factor holding him back from being the easy choice at number two, as many expected be the case in Charlotte. He's an easy number two pick, but this is the baggage that comes with him. I've done so many YouTube shorts and TikToks on this situation, but just to give you a brief overview of what Brandon Miller, uh, his off-court incidents. Back in January, his teammate got arrested for capital murder. And in this case, he was his teammates were drunk at, at the bar. He was Brandon Miller was not there, but he had taken them to the bar. He had dropped them off. Brandon Miller is back, like, chilling, and he got a text from his friend, hey, uh, come pick us up and bring my gun. Brandon Miller apparently never saw the gun. It was in the back seat of his car, though, and he went up there, gun in the back seat. Once uh, Brandon Miller got there to pick up his teammate, his teammate went straight to the back seat, grabbed the stick, and shot up um, this 23-year-old woman, and now she is dead. So the question you have to ask is... Do you care that Brandon Miller delivered a murder weapon seconds before a murder happened? And I I would care. I would definitely care. Obviously, Alabama didn't care. They let the dude play. He didn't even miss one game. But NBA teams have to do their own research and come up with a mind on that. But this is a sports podcast. I talk about sports on the floor. Brandon Miller is amazing. That's all. I'm just going to leave it at that, bro. 
And make sure to leave a like on stream right now. If the Celtics or the Bucks were in the West, do you think they would dominate Chaco Flacco? Ask. I honestly, it doesn't matter. I think both of these conferences are wide open. Celtics have so much to do, and so the Milwaukee Bucks. Drew Holiday came out and said when his contract ends in two years, he's going to retire. So Milwaukee's got a ton to figure out, and same with Boston. I think both conferences are wide open. However, if they're in the West, I think it'd be a little bit uh, easier. However, you can argue that it's deeper with the Clippers running it back. Hopefully, Zion's healthy for the Pelicans. Hopefully, John Morant can p play more for Memphis. Who knows? But I think both conferences right now are uh, open. Ronnie said, what's good, Hampton? Long time no see. Hope everything is well, and Joe will be back to dominate the league. Appreciate you so much, Ronnie. Good to see you in here. Uh, definitely good to see you in here. Let's see. All right, let me see if I got, I got anything else left in the notes. I think that's all I have for today. Y'all make sure to run it back with me tomorrow night. Game one of the NBA Finals. I will be here to preview how I feel about the series, how I feel about specifically game one. So tomorrow at 5.30 Central Time, right back here, y'all make sure to tap in and leave a like on stream today. Um, that's all I got. Hope you guys have a great, great night, and I'll see you tomorrow for game one at the NBA Finals.